second. And as you come in, let me know where you are, what you got going on. How's your Friday shaping up? Ooh, no. You know, somebody has to be proficient in using a What is this? A PC. It's too much music. So I'm trying to like figure out to make sure we lock good to go right here. I love the chaos that we got going on right now. Like it feels like podcastish. I don't think I've ever said podcast-ish. As you're coming in, let me know where you are, what you got going on. We're about to jump off another free and D Friday podcast. And I see what we got. Let's see what we have. Uh, Miss Sharon, home cooking dinner. What you cooking? What you cooking, Sharon? What are you cooking? What are you cooking? Carlton Wilson, Jean, what's good? On the way to job number two. I hear you. On the way to job number two. What's her name? Sherry. 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 Uh-huh. Sherry. Uh-huh. Yeah, her name was Sherry. I'm saying it was. Anyway, we're about to get started. It's one past five. What's up, world? What's up, It's another world? Free Indeed Friday podcast, and we're about to go all the way in. Listen, if you have questions that you want to ask Pastor Free, feel free to send those to the Free Indeed Ministries inbox, uh, and we'll make sure that we answer those questions at the end of our time together. But I got some great uh, stuff I want to talk to you about, good information today. A good, solid word, I believe. And so we're going to jump right into this thing. Y'all already know Free Funny. Free Funny. Him is hilarious. Now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you a joke that was prepared, and then I'm going to tell you about a hilarious occurrence that happened to me today. Uh, this is called Funny Father George and His New Suit. Funny Father George and His New Suit. Oh, uh, so for Father Nikolai's 60th birthday, the congregation at St. Mary's, Newark, England, decided to give him a present of a new suit. So Father Nikolai was so moved by the gift that the following Sunday he stood before everyone and began his homily with a tear in his eye. He started by saying, today I'm preaching to you in my birthday suit. Yes, I want a birthday suit. <laughs> Arquette says she's working on Janelle uh, Souls boutique stuff. Did we change the name? Took okay, okay. Come on now, name change, rebranding. You heard it first here. Well, maybe not. Maybe you heard. It. Maybe y'all heard it somewhere else. But on Free Indeed Friday podcast, big shout out. Uh, to Janelle's Soul Boutique. Uh, and I want to let y'all know, because I'm funny, 
Uh, funny things always happen. Nick, you still in candy while I'm on the podcast? Do you think I won't call you out because I'm on the podcast? Yes, Nicholas. You're more than welcome to steal candy out of your pastor's office. Have at it. Nick Hunt, Can't Stop Media, baby. He hanging around. We're going to see what he hanging around, how long he going to be able to last. So check this out. Today, and I'm going to play a song for you. It all will make sense in a minute. So I had an early morning engagement uh, opportunity to share with um, a Fellowship of Christian Athletes group. Uh, and I do this occasionally. I'm not a morning person, uh, so getting up early in the morning is already a miracle in and of itself. I decided that I wasn't going to try to prepare two separate messages. So I wasn't going to try to prepare something for FCA and prepare what I was going to say in my free rant on the podcast today. So I'm going to uh, multitask, if you will, the same word. Well, uh, you'll see what that word is about in just a minute. But while I get there, today I walk in and then they've got music playing. It's a different ambiance today. I'm feeling it. And so I remember I have music on my phone that I can play, and I'm going to, you know, use this opportunity to give the kids a different experience because it was like Chris Tomlin and Hillsong and stuff when I walked in. So I'm like, you know, let me hit hit them with a little bit of this this trauma record today. Uh, And and I can go ahead and kind of give you a heads up because I'm about to play the song. Um, and so uh, I have a song on the record called I'm Forgiven. It's real ratchet, real, real trappy. And when you're trying to make ratchet music, you have to incorporate ratchet people. So I asked my sister to come and get on the track, and she adds a whole level of ratchetness to the song. Anyway, in my mind, I'm just hearing how the music is going to flow. You know, it'll be good. It's the same message that I'm about to kind of talk on. So... I asked the, 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 the teacher, the faculty who's over it, you know, can I play a little song before I start? Yes, Pastor Free, you can do whatever you want to do. And so I'm, I'm like, cool, plug me in. Uh, so I start playing the song, and the way the song builds up, you know, it got the little ratchetness, and I can see the little children. Uh, you know, it's a very diverse group, I'm going to say that. And they they kind of, I can see them, they, ooh, you know, y'all, y'all ain't ready for me today. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm about to go in. All right, so I'm playing the song, and I forget. Remember, this is a very, it's not really a diverse group. I'm, that's just the way I'm trying to say it. It was a few of us, us in there, and and. Yeah. And so I play the song and I forget that in the first verse, the lyric is me never holding back. No, I ain't no renigger. Now we know that reneging is a spade term that you would use to, you know, you know, you you say you don't have something, but you do have it. You renege. Uh, So when I'm writing, I'm thinking that. But of course, if I'm not. Uh, playing spades or if I'm not a grown maybe African-American person then I'm hearing re-nigger and I'm like who and so I realized at that point that um, maybe this song wasn't PG enough to play for the middle school FCA however (laughs) they got it today they got all of this work this morning anyway so that's free funny and if that ain't funny to you then there's something wrong with you all day long I've been laughing about how I just play for the children that I ain't no re nigger. <laughs> anyway, the trauma record is coming out next week. Next week, the trauma record will be released nationwide. All the files are uploaded. Uh, so uh, the gratification track on iTunes 
will come out whenever they re- get, let me out of iTunes jail. Uh, but all the files are turned in on our end. We will have hard copies as well for those who still want a CD. Uh, we'll make sure that you have um, the trauma record in hard form. But I'm finna play today. I'm finna play today the only rap song on the whole record. Uh, and it was supposed to have a feature on it, and the feature just, it never, timing never panned out. The, the record is full of dope features. I don't want y'all to get it twisted. This is about to be an amazing record as it pertains to freeing them. Uh, but this song is a is a rap joint. As I said, uh, my ratchet sister, Tootie, is helping on the background. And I'm about to play a little bit. For you remember the record is called a person's name and that name is peter and the song is called i'm forgiven free time music. a little bit for you right now it's the trauma record come on back to the trauma unit i think the world needs five cc's of dopeness Tommy Hill figure. You thought free fell off? Man, how you figure? For a minute I married the pain, but now I decided to make her a widow. I'm, I'm, I'm so dead to it. Shots hot led to it. The devil had me in my head and then he still blew it. He let me get the memo. Christ don't condemn me no more. He left his throne looking for me like he was finding Nemo. He saved my life, my hero. Sin in remission, chemo. My hair is growing back. I'm Samson. Can't see me slipping no more. Bye. They can't hold me. I'm out the box. And all my haters can drop their rocks. I've been through hell. Plenty of hard knocks. Some was self-inflicted. Some was not, but I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. They ask me how I'm living. I'm forgiven. 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 Yeah. A young Kyle Bopper, pulpit hopper, full of potential. 12 years old, suited and booted, looking real presidential. Endowed with plenty of gifts, a calling that's bigger than his. And nobody told him the devil was Prada and Red Bottom Hills. So he got addicted to sex. A portion or two, who's next? Cause your gift will make room, that's true, but integrity gives you a homestead. See, nobody taught him the right way. And sin catches up like a... Alright, so that was Peter. Uh... Also called Forgiven. So uh, look out for that next week. iTunes, CD Baby. Uh, what else? Come on. What's, what else? The Spotify. different Spotify. All of that stuff. Look for the Trauma Project. Not just the Trauma Record. Look for the Trauma Project. Uh, you'll be able to get the 10-part sermon series. 
trauma. Nick, I'm saying that. Is that true? Will they be able to get the 10 part? Okay, cool. All right. You want to show them something now? No, I'm just mad. I'm just messing with you. I'm just so so. You'll be able to get the ten part sermon series, but then you'll also be able to get the record. We'll make it available to you in various ways. Uh, so that leads me into my free rant for free today. Rant. And uh, actually, my free rant for today was inspired. I went to worship last night to hear one of my friends who was in town in revival. Uh, Pastor Damien Epps, who pastors now in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and he kind of reminded me of a series that I preached a, a while ago um, about do-overs here at our church and the fact that God gives second chances. And as I considered that series in light of what he was saying, like it really just reminded me of how often our own mistakes hold us captive. The truth of the matter is there's somebody who's listening to me right now. The reason you haven't moved forward is because of something that you did in the past. You're afraid that people will bring up what the mistakes you've made. You're afraid that your mistakes have disqualified you. And so uh, I just received that reminder. I want to pass it on. Now, I'm just going to read one verse. Mark chapter 16, verse 7. Mark chapter 16, verse 7 says, But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee, and there you will see him just as he told you. If I were to uh, tag this rant, I would talk about, uh, oops, I did it again. For those of you who are pop sensitive. Uh, who was that girl? Britney Spears? Britney Spears. She had a little song. Oops, I did it again. You play with my heart. That how, Is that how it go? I play with your heart. Anyway, I didn't really like that. So that wasn't the title that I used this morning. It was just what I was thinking about when I started thinking about what I was thinking about. And so I really started to call that thing the Etch-A-Sketch. Uh, because... You know, these children these days, they don't know how to really play. They play with, you know, controllers and and uh, tablets and all of that good stuff. But back in the day, back, back in the day, those who, who were born at a time where sometimes you had to go outside to play. Uh, we used to have what you call the Etch-A-Sketch. And the Etch-A-Sketch, uh, for those who don't know, you draw the little picture. All you have is the two knobs that turn either direction or go up or down. And when we were doing the Etch-A-Sketch, you mess up. And when you mess up, uh, you have one option, uh, and that is to start all over. And when you messed up on the Etch-A-Sketch, you start shaking that thing, and it would allow you to have a reset, a fresh start. When the truth of the matter is, God's grace is something like an etch -a sketch And I say that because the world is not. The world will hold your past over you and, and will deny you jobs and will deny you opportunities and will not listen to your ministry because they know too much about your mess. Y'all ain't talking back to me. But the truth of the matter is, I've learned that God's grace is so vastly different than the way people handle business that God forgives even the worst mistake. Uh, and he erases our mistakes as though they never existed. So in Mark chapter 16, Bible readers, you know, uh, Peter has been the disciple uh, who's probably the most like most of you out there. He really loves God with his whole heart, but he talks before he thinks. 
And so Peter is the one who say, you know, Lord, I'll die for you. I'm, I'm about that life. Let You know what I'm saying? I ain't never scared. Peter's the one who pulls out his sword in the garden who cuts off a man's ear. Peter is always the one, you know, acting like he has all of the answers instead of listening to be taught. And he has already told Jesus, no matter what it takes, I will die for you. And Jesus said, man, you don't even know what you're talking about. By the time the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. And the Bible tells us that just as Jesus said, so does Peter's story unfold. So in Mark chapter 16, when Jesus said, go tell the disciples, you've got to remember that when he adds and Peter onto those directions, uh, the angels do, he's really saying, go Tell the one who denied me. Go tell the one who disobeyed and the one who couldn't get it through his thick skull when I was trying to put him up on game. He decided to do his own thing. Bars. Go tell that disciple uh, that I've got work for him to do, that go ahead of me. I'm going ahead of you in Galilee. So so here it is. The, the truth of the matter is, first of all, God gives us forewarning. If you're writing, write that down. God always gives us forewarning. Most of the time when you fall, when you fail, when you falter, it's because you refuse to heed God's forewarning. Think back over your life. Every time you find yourself in some old, uh-huh. It was because God gave you a warning, that unction in your spirit. You don't need to fool with that. No, nah, don't return that call. Don't give him your number at all. God puts the Holy Ghost inside of us to tell us when we're about to make a mistake. But just like Peter, most of us are too hard-headed to heed the, the prompting, the warning of the spirit, and we go full force thinking that we can manage, thinking that we can resist when we need to. Thinking that if I just do it one time, how much could that possibly hurt? But God gives forewarning. He told Peter, man, look, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. But not only does God give forewarning, because God knows that we're foolish and that we're going to do our own thing and our own thing is going to get us in trouble. The good news is that God gives forgiveness. God gives forgiveness. Now, this is the truth of the matter for somebody today. God has forgiven you. So at what point are you going to forgive yourself? Most of the time, the bondage that we're in, the struggle that we're going through, the tears that we've cried, the shame that has incarcerated us has nothing to do with the fact that God has not forgiven us but has to do with the fact that you can't believe you did it. You can't get past the hurt. You can't get past the pain. But God sent me on assignment today to tell you, you are forgiven. Whom the son says free is free indeed. So in my mind, Peter somewhere sulking. Peter believes his life is over. Peter believes I can't believe I did that to Jesus, the one who held me down. Not only does Jesus hold Peter down, Jesus goes and heals Peter's mother-in-law. He's done so much in his life, yet and still, in the moment of distress, in the moment of, of tension, Peter is unfaithful. But God forgives that. Now tell me, if Jesus can forgive one who denied him in the midst of um, trial, tribulation, and ultimately crucifixion, then why don't you believe that the Lord will forgive you for sexual sin for drug usage, for cheating on your taxes, for gluttony, whatever your sin of choice is, you are forgiven. God forewarns. God gives forgiveness. But the third piece 
is that God gives us a future. Here's the thing about man. Man will allow you to get out of jail for the crime you committed, but it's going to be hard for you to get a job. I'm going to run that back. Man will let you out after your time has been served, but then it'll make it hard as hell for you to get employment because you've got a record. But remember, I told you God's grace is like an etch-a-sketch. He, he kind of puts us back to reset, to, to that default, like, like we fresh out the box. And he puts us in that place to where all the mistakes of our past don't even matter in our present and cannot deny us our future. Why do I say that? Because when Jesus tells, uh, through the angel, excuse me, when the angel tells uh, the disciples to go and, and, and to make word known to the disciples and Peter, what he's doing is he's re-including Peter again in the master plan. And I hate to say again because Peter was never out. Maybe in his mind he was out, but in the mind of God, he knew that his mistake would not cancel his destiny. And Bible readers know that at the beginning of Acts on the day of Pentecost, when 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom, who was the preacher of the hour? But Brother Peter, the one who had denied Jesus, the one who fell off miserably, God says, but I've still got a future. I've got a destiny. I've got purpose for you. Here's the thing I want you to understand today. When God called you, when God chose you, when he saved you, when he decided to use you, he knew every mistake you would make. Now, the truth of the matter is some of the mistakes that you make have caught you off guard. I can't believe I did that. Well, God knew you were going to do it, and he chose you anyway. So get that out of your mind that whenever I make a mistake, what if God decides not to use me or he changes his will for my life? Listen, boo-boo, you ain't got enough authority or power to change God's plan. His plan includes your missteps, your mistakes, your failures, your faults, your foolishness. <laughs> I was running out of Fs because it was about to get rough. And so I decided to bring it back. Anyway, the word of God reminds us that God's grace is like an etch a sketch, man. Even though you've fallen, you failed in spite of his forewarning. He gives you forgiveness. And at some point, you've got to live above the shame, right? People go, oh, that's the thing I can't stand about church people. Church people are haters. They'll remind you 20 years later of something you did. And you be like, man, how you really stuck on 20 years ago when God's trying to use me to deliver you now? You stuck on 20 years ago? Well, go on, stay stuck. But the truth of the matter is God doesn't hold us. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. So that's the free rant for today. That grace is something like an etch a sketch, man. So, Free, free valuation. valuation. Let's ask some questions. And I see y'all are on and following me good. Uh, I pray that in some way you've been blessed by what I just shared with you. But I'm going to ask you some questions and talk back to me if you can. Uh, so the first question I'm going to ask in the way of free valuation is when God gives you forewarnings, what do you do with it? Initially, when God gives you a forewarning, when he gives you you know, hey, watch out, don't do that, pump the brakes, she nasty, he, you know, whatever. <laughs> what, what do you usually do in response to God's warning? Anybody want to be real? Anybody want to chime in? Nick, you sitting in here, what do you do when God warns you? He tried to listen. He tried to, I try to listen. No, it ain't. You want to say more? 
You try to listen. I try to listen. So when God tells me not to do something, because you said something that I was really good in a sermon a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. One thing in eleven years, I said one thing that was well, really no, no, good. No, that's a lie. No. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with so, you. It's all right. If you don't tell on you, I will. Go ahead. <laughs> so I think that's just, uh, you just count up the cost of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And just try to make the right decision and don't get mad at the Lord. Yeah. That's what I, try. I feel that. A, a lot of times we do try to count up the cost. The only problem with that is sometimes we can't calculate the cost. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what God is going to do to us <laughs> if we disobey, right? Carlton has something. Let's see. So I'm starting to pump my brakes and respect the stop sign. Come on now. I see you with the driving metaphor. You got brakes and a stop sign. Now I like that because what that does say is that you're going to have to have some observation, right, to see the stop sign. But then at the same time, you're going to have to do something with your own. Like I think a lot of times we put too much on God, right? We want God to deliver us from stuff. Well, sometimes you're going to have to pump your own brakes. You're going to have to not do it. You're going to have to make the decision that I love God more than I love whatever this thing that I'm being warned against. Did you raise your hand like we in class? Yes. <laughs> what? So that song, Lord, Deliver Me, because all I seem to do is hurt me. Mm-hmm. Would it be said that, well, maybe you shouldn't pray that prayer, or maybe you shouldn't ask that because maybe you just need to do something. Or is that a fair prayer to pray? Uh, I actually think it is. As a matter of fact, I'll say I would, and I've never said this publicly, but I'll say it. Donald Lawrence is perhaps one of the most biblical songwriters that has ever walked the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. I I have a hard time finding stuff that he says that's like biblically incorrect. You you can tell he he writes with a Bible in one hand and whatever, hurt in another. Right. So um, I think, yes, that, that that song is accurate. But I think what he's saying is kind of the same as what I'm saying, that we need to ask God's spirit to deliver us from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which is no different from the model prayer to deliver me from evil. But that's to prompt me to want to pump the brakes. Right. So that they, they, they work in cooperation that I need the spirit to give me the discipline to do what I have to do on my end. Say more. So, like, I was talking to a friend, and they were telling me about a certain situation they had with another person, but they they missed with all the mistakes that they did, you know? So most of the time, like, those mistakes have to happen because you don't know that you're doing those things until afterwards you're like, okay, I need to change this about myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I mean, the scriptures also teach that it's sin when you know that you're sinning, right? So when it's ignorance, it's not necessarily sin. If you don't know that this is wrong, then that's not counted to us as sin until you have been brought into awareness that this is not God's will for your life and then continue. That's At that point, it is sin. Well, I also believe that the word is very clear that, that there's a moral law written on our hearts. And so I'm saying that there are some things that people don't know is a sin. We've had conversations around here where people would be like, well, Pastor, I didn't even know that was a sin. 
right? But then, for the most part, when we doing wrong, we know we doing wrong, right? So, but, yes, ma'am. says, he's not going to lie, or not going to front. He has to let you Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is honest. And I thank God for your honesty, because you're not the only one. I have selective, selective hearing uh, also, especially when God is telling you to do something that you don't want to do or to not do something that you really want to do. Uh, and we'll start justifying stuff. Well, you know, this may be bad, but it ain't as bad as, you know, God, stop looking at me. Look over there. That's what I be telling God all the time. Look at Nick. Quit asking me stuff. Look at, ah! Let, let's, let's move on uh, to another free valuation question. Listen, how do your forewarnings normally come? When God is trying to warn you, in the past, how has he done that? How does God communicate uh, that you're standing on the train tracks and you, you should get off? Anybody want to sound off on that? Anybody? I, I'm i blessed to have, um, and I say I'm blessed because I don't think everybody has this luxury, but I, I can hear the audible voice of God at times. Um, and, and just because a person can't hear God's voice audibly doesn't mean that God doesn't communicate with them. That's why um, I, I say I'm blessed. I, I do believe, you know, when I received my call to preach, I heard God's voice. When I received my call to plant, I heard God's voice. When I received my call to marry my wife, I heard God's voice in these uh, distinct ways. And at times he'll tell me straight up, you know, either through the word. I'll never forget I've got a preacher, my favorite preacher in the world, F.D. Sampson. I tell anybody that. And he became my favorite preacher one night when I had sin planned. I had sin planned. And he preached a sermon about when your feet have gone up on hot coals. And I sat there in that church, and I just felt so convicted. <laughs> I said, I cannot sit through this worship and leave here and go engage in sin and debauchery. And at that point, he became my prophet. Um, so God speaks through sermons. He's spoken to me through audible voice. Anybody else? And somebody's knocking on the door. Who, who's that? Okay, that's the only acceptable person at this point. Anybody want to sound off on how you know or, or how God's warnings have come in your life in times past? Somebody asked for candy? I got a lot going on here today. So listen, uh, since you're not answering that question, let's move on to this, this last one. I'll ask this question. When you feel that you've messed up your future, uh, what steps do you take to repair it? When you feel that you've messed up your future, you've fallen short, you've made a mistake, what steps do we take to try to repair it? Somebody on Instagram has responded um, usually a close friend or family member pops up through a text, call, or social media post that interrupts me doing wrong. My God, I need your friends and your family members that be Johnny on the spot. But God, God will work that way. You know, you you in the middle of something you ain't got no business, and then somebody call you, like your grandma call, and be like, wait, Granny, hold on. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. How did that get on the bump and grind playlist? <laughs> now, look, y'all can't be. 
Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Carlton, God bless you. We have made an executive decision to bypass your <laughs> publicizing your post. But but I'm with you, man of God. I am with you. I know something about that. But so when you feel like you've messed up, what do you do uh, in response to that? <laughs> she said it'd be you sometime, Pastor Free. Well, God, to God be the glory, and I'm sorry at the same time. <laughs> Anybody want to share? What you do when you feel like you've messed up? How do you get back on track? How do you rebound from that? I think I try not to think about what I did. So, I mean, forgiveness has been like keep going on because of not that constant thought about like what I done did. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing about it. I can't change it. I done did, I done did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just you gotta keep going from there. Mm-hmm. You can't take it back, yeah. I think I think about the repercussions or like what has transpired and how I can turn that into something a little more positive because not all detours are bad detours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to spin it in a more positive way, even though I know that I made a left when I should have been just yielding. Mm-hmm. Most of our fumbles are supposed to bear fruit. Yeah. What, what, that's what it all boils down to. I, our story is well documented. I saw Kayla get on. Uh, I'm sure she's off and on. She's working. But, um, I mean, that was a point in my life and ministry where I was just sure this was over for me. And, then, you know, at that time, you can't be having babies out of wedlock and stuff like that. You go to hell for that. <laughs> and, and that's just the honest to God truth. And, and you know, people made me feel like, like, you know, it wasn't no coming back. And to be honest, had that never happened, there would be no ALC. I would have took a more traditional path to a less fulfilling ministry and probably wouldn't be no podcast and other stuff. I would be towing the ministry line had I not fumbled and fell outside of, you know. So I believe that God is always trying to produce fruit through that process. Anyway, so I'm about to give away some flowers. Free flowers. Hear me. My flowers. I be having a whole week to go find it, and I never go find it. That's just trifling. Yeah, one day we're going to find it, and we're going to plug it in. It's going to be on YouTube somewhere. It's going to be somebody with a Jerry Curl singing it. I already know. You're not going to be able to find that video without a Jerry Curl in it. I just know it. But anyway, that song, Give Me My Flowers. Take the L and learn the lesson. The song is by James Clear? Yes. No, I didn't know that. Give me my flowers. Anyway, I'm going to give some flowers away while she's looking for it. You did? Play it and see what happens. A commercial is YouTube. We found it. We found it. Come over this way so that they can hear you on the mic. Because this is going to play on the podcast. They've been. This song is six minutes. We ain't going to play all of it. Y'all don't know. James, James put us on the path. Y'all didn't know nothing about singing God's music till James came along. He always had these little speeches at the beginning. They be long, too.
Oh, the song ain't six minutes. It's like three minutes of speaking. I don't know because I'm trying to catch it. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. All right, cut that off. You know what? I think we're going to recreate the Give Me My Flower song. We're going to record a dope flower song, and that's what that's going to be what it is. Uh, big props to James Cleveland, the, the, the king of gospel. Was he the king? What was he? He was something of gospel. It, he wasn't the father. That's Thomas Dorsey. He was something. Brian who? No, that's the prince of praise and worship, Byron Cage. That's a, uh, Chester Bowen is the prime minister of gospel music. I can't remember. I can't remember what He's James the king of gospel is. Is he? That's what it says. Known as the king. Okay. See? Learn something new every day. And it's African American Heritage Month. We on the we on the Friend D Friday podcast just going in. Good jokes, good music, black history facts. Ain't no telling what you been and walked away with today. Anyway, I'm about to give away these flowers. That's what we were trying to get to. So Nick, I'm gonna have to get my hair cut, man. Cause look. No, cause as I look into the thing, you know, when you get older, your hair don't lay down right. My hair used to just lay down. I brushed it three times. Yeah, it is. It is. Man, it. But I still look good though. <laughs> on my mama, on my hood, I look fly. I look good. <laughs> anyway, I was supposed to be giving away these flowers, and y'all trying to prolong it. But you know what? I can honestly say, if there ever was a person that I would give flowers to. After a whole bunch of foolery and ridiculous, retarded craziness, it would be my brother, John Lee White II. J.W. John White II is the pastor of New Commandment Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. And I'm about to give my guy these flowers. Listen, um, most people would think me and White have known each other our whole lives, which is not true. Uh, and so sometimes it's not about the quantity of time but the quality of time uh-huh yeah and so we haven't known each other long but we do know each other extremely well i know that my brother prays for me he encourages me we talk on a on a daily basis uh almost and i tell you know my church knows that one of the reasons that i love john white is because one night in houston i went to jail so i was down there preaching the lord's words and then i turned into a paul and silas experience <laughs> It turned into a Paul and Silas experience. And so while my family on this end was trying to figure out what needed to be done to get me out, uh, I was in the city with him, and we had been hanging that night. It just so happened that I had gone to the store without him uh, and ended up going to jail. Now, the favor of God is kind of always chasing me. So that night, they, they ran me by Chick-fil-A. Like, we had a good, you know, a good conversation. Uh, and I never actually went into a cell uh, but I did go to jail in Harris County, and uh, um, John Lee White was the one who bailed me out in the morning. Now, um, that's about all I can say about that story. I thank God for my brother. Uh, we've kind of walked each other through some difficult and dark times, and um, 
I tell people all the time, because he bailed me out of jail, there's not a thing that I, nothing he could do that could ruin our friendship. Uh, he comes to preach at our church. He's a part of our, our church extended family and vice versa. So, J-Dub, you know, man, I give a, I give you a hard time. You give me a hard time. But for in front of the world, take these flowers, bro. Um, know that I love you. I'm proud of you. Uh, for everything that you've overcome and everything God has deposited inside of you. And we're going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off, General. So go on, take these flowers. Anyway, so um, do we have any questions? I have any questions. If anyone have questions uh, on live, on Instagram, or on Facebook Live that you want to pose, Kayla waving, or no, she's not waving. It's saying I can wave at her. Y'all pray for, for Kayla Freeman. She's in the Metroplex uh, doing background vocals for the live recording for uh, Bishop Marvin Sapp tonight. Uh, so be in prayer that the recording itself is a success uh, and that something is captured tonight that will bless millions. Uh, and then pray for a traveling grace uh, home on Tamara. For our ALC family, those of you who don't come to Bible study, it seems like it's been forever since I've seen you. Uh, we were away this weekend, had a blessed time this weekend in Texas City. But Sunday I will be here, and I'm going to probably preach one of the most difficult sermons that I have ever preached. So I need you to make it your priority to get here. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because um, it'll kind of explain itself. But I need you to get here Sunday 1010 in Pflugerville or 1230 in Maynard uh, to hear this word that's going to kind of conclude African-American Heritage Month, uh, but it's going to kind of set us up for some other things that are coming up after Easter. So make it your business to be in ALC worship this week. Those of you who are in other cities, states, uh, the whole nine, you can catch it on stream. Um, but those of you who are in the city, don't let stream substitute the sanctuary. Oh, my, 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 my. Don't ever let the stream substitute the sanctuary. Find your way into the house of God and find your behind into the seats in the house. In Jesus' name. There are no questions. None at all. Anything uh, that we should read and then for the good of the order. Yes, trauma release. I can't, I can't talk about that. I didn't talk about that. So there's going to be a trauma release party. Party. Uh, is it on the 27th or the 28th? February the 28th at 7.38 p.m. Because it's also going to be celebrating my 38th birthday. Can you believe that this young man who looks 25 is about to? Yeah, but you should have said something. Yes, yes, you do yes, look 25. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. You know, <laughs> anyway, the individuals that are in the room seem not to agree, but it's okay. I know. I look fly. I look good. So, 738, February the 28th. 
the trauma release portal, you'll be able to purchase those products, but also you'll be able to come in here and see um, visually what goes down. We'll make sure that there are resources there for individuals who may have uh, dealt with various traumatic life experiences and you're ready to get the help that you desire. We'll try to make sure that those resources are on site. We'll have some good food and just have a good time. Um, I plan to bring out the dominoes because this is this particular evening is about me. And so I'm going to bring out the I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. <laughs> but you know what? We are, we have something else coming up, though. Uh, the 29th. Yes, yes. So the first weekend in March, we are celebrating our pew ministry which stands for perfecting excellence in worship and that includes everything from worship ministry to prayer ministry sound and av the whole nine uh, sanctuary servants and so um that weekend will be dedicated to celebrating them so february the 29th what time you have any idea 6.15, February 29th, so that's Saturday at 6.15, we're going all the way in, uh, going to have a wonderful night of the arts, worship and the arts, and then we'll conclude one worship on that Sunday at 10.10 at the Pflugerville campus. Our guest preacher is going to be my brother, Yardley Griffin, from... Um, Sacramento, California, and I'm super excited about that. So just a couple of things. I feel like the church announcement lady. Look, I should have a hat on. These are the morning announcements for the Creekside Missionary Assemblies of God. And the first announcement is all of you who got these bad boop children. <laughs> I had to bleep out the announcements at church. Anyway, I'm about to pray for you and I uh, hope that you have a wonderful weekend. I'm excited. My son is playing a basketball game, so that's where I'm about oh, to get to. Yeah, we're about to get it in. Uh, my, my nephews, too, are playing tonight, so that should be good fun. And then tomorrow morning, uh, to those pastors who will catch this, we will have our Shepherd Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Have your face in the place. Uh, that means... I need to get breakfast. Uh, and then, yes, Church Under the Bridge starts at 8. Uh, for those who are in the city of Austin, uh, ministries come together to support and to be a blessing to those who are homeless in our city, and we support that. So I'm encouraging you to make that a priority for your weekend tomorrow at 8 o'clock under the 7th Street Bridge across from the police station. Bow your heads, if you will, and let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength, such as it is, and as we know it, because we know that we don't deserve it. It's of your mercies that we are not consumed. Great is your faithfulness unto us. Lord, we confess that we're sinners. We're broken. We have, uh, we've broken your law. We failed you, Lord. We've neglected the things you told us to do and we throw ourselves on your mercy and we believe your word that if we confess our sins you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness thank you for your word today that reminds us that your grace is something like an etch -a sketch that no matter what our mistake is how far we've fallen and what other people think about us as a result lord your grace covers us and so, God, oftentimes you forewarn us, you, you remind us that we have a propensity to sin. 
But, Lord, when we fall into sin, you forgive us. And, Lord God, you still give us a hope, a destiny, and a future. And so here we call on your name as broken people knowing that the potter wants to put us back together again. We, we rejoice in your grace. We give you praise and honor because we know there's not a mistake we can make that you can't forgive. Lord, we love you for that. Thank you for these individuals that log on on Fridays to kind of hang out with us. Thank you for those who hear the podcast play throughout the week. Uh, Lord, I come asking a special blessing over their lives. Where there is discouragement, I pray that you would encourage them. Where they are weak in their faith, I pray that you would strengthen them, Father. Where they may have confusion in their minds, I pray that you would give guidance and direction. If there's sickness in their body, I speak and declare healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Where there is poverty or lack, you are Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. And I declare and I decree, oh God, that we walk in plenty and not in want in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you hear us when we pray. Thank you that you invite us to cast our cares on you, knowing, Lord, that you care for us. It's in darling son, Jesus' name we pray. In that mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we make our petition unto you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another Free and Deep Friday. Free and Deep Friday. <laughs> and it's Pastor Free. I free. love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I holler.